It's only when we've come to the end of ourselves that we're able to let go and surrender to the process. And if we take time and effort to truly look at the deepest parts of ourselves and see what we've been hiding from, then we're able to experience a lasting healing. Healing from our own perceived judgments, healing from the hurts that have been inflicted upon us, healing from loss and rejection. And from that healing comes this beautiful creativity, change and growth. And I can honestly say that this has been one of the hardest seasons for all of us. While I'm recording this, we are still being quarantined and we're probably in month three. And I can say, I think we are facing one of the biggest challenges of our generation. At the beginning of the year, I was so hopeful for 2020. Never, never would I have imagined that we would be at the beginning of a new decade in the midst of a global pandemic. And alongside that, trying to navigate politics, opinion, and experiencing a deep, profound loss of what could have been. And I think that looks different for each and every one of us. But one thing that is similar is that there seems to be an ache, a loneliness inside each and every one of us that we're silently navigating in our own homes, solitary from friends and family, apart from the normal everyday activities and rush of life. I know for myself, the coping skills I used to rely on have had to change because they no longer do the trick. For the past few months, I have been through what I would call a refining process, not one that I expected to happen or even anticipated. But about a month into quarantine, I found myself asking different questions than I had been asking before questioning my own dreams and goals <laughs> because after all of this is over who will I be what do I truly want out of my life there's a part of me that knows deep down that we will never go back to the way we once knew and although that's a hard concept to get my mind around I'm coming to terms with it beginning the releasing process and letting go of what once was and I know that I am not alone in this, but I also get that we're not experiencing the same things at the same time. So it may look quite different for you right now. You may be experiencing a depth of emotion that feels really strange to you, but are you asking yourself who you truly want to become through this process? If you are, I commend you for doing the work because I know it's hard and I know that it can feel kind of painful and if you feel like you're sitting on the edge waiting to jump off to start the process I want to invite you to take that leap I know change is never easy I know I don't like it either but let's be real here life isn't easy and it's especially not easy right now but easy doesn't yield change or results it's only when we experience the dark night of the soul, when we're able to see who we've truly been created to be, and where we're refined as people, and where we create our best work. And if you'll just lean into those moments, courage will find you. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. 
Hello, my friends. I love that you're here. So happy to be on this journey with you. And I really can truly honestly say that because it feels really lonely right now during this pandemic. So to know that we're in this together, that you are spending time with me listening to this podcast actually makes my heart feel just so full. Did you know that this summer in August, we will have been podcasting for three years. Maybe you've just started listening and this is your like first or second episode. We've got so many more episodes that you can start listening to. And I actually can't believe that we're almost three years in. Kind of feels surreal to me. But if you happen to be one of those special people that's been around since the very beginning, I am sending you the biggest virtual hug ever right now. You probably deserve some kind of award. I've been thinking a lot about the journey that we've been on with the podcast, and we've had some amazing people as guests on the show. I love getting to chat with them, getting to hear their stories, getting to know them a little better. I love sharing from my own experience and my heart with you. But over the past few months, I've been talking to you about doing a rebrand for the podcast. But when all of this COVID-19 stuff happened, I kind of had to press the pause button on everything because it just wasn't going to look the way I thought that I wanted it to look. But I want you to know, still on my radar, I am working towards shifting and changing things just a little bit, and I'm going to keep you in the loop as we move forward. The truth is that we're all growing and learning, and staying in one place will not serve us for the long term. So I have been taking this time during quarantine to reimagine the future of the Courage Cast. And it's pushing me out of my comfort zone to think outside of the box to do things that I have not done before. I don't want to stay the same, and I know that you don't want that either. So I see us growing and changing together. And while that is happening, I'm going to be re-releasing a few of my favorite episodes. And today is the first re-release. And I want to tell you that when I listened back to this conversation with Tony Klesnik, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this conversation is as much for right now as it was the day we released it in 2017. Life has changed for Tanya since the recording of this podcast. In fact, we had her on the show again in 2018 when we talked about body confidence, and that's episode 54, which is a brilliant episode. And Tanya and her husband live in beautiful Prince Edward County. She's a blogger, influencer, and all-around beautiful human being. She speaks truth with grace and ease, and quite honestly, she's one of my favorite guests. If you've never had an opportunity to hear this particular episode before, which was originally episode 17, you are in for a real treat. Today, we're going to be talking about courage, obviously one of my favorite topics. And there's no better time for us to be courageous in our lives than right now. And if you've been struggling to find yourself in the midst of everything that is going on in the world, then you will be so encouraged by Tanya's story, how she navigated depression and postpartum after the birth of her two kids, how she built a beautiful business, and how she has continually been on the journey to understand herself and to understand how she is to be in the world. And most of all, how courage found her in the darkest moments. I'm just as excited as I was three years ago to introduce you to Tanya Kolesnik. 
Tanya, I am so glad to have you on the Courage Cast today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is so exciting and nerve-wracking, but more exciting than nerve-wracking. Well, like literally the first time I saw you, I feel like we were fast friends. Now, I know probably some of the listeners are like, Andrea, you say that every time. But seriously, (laughs) seriously, I remember walking into your shop in Prince Edward County, which for those of you who do not know the Ontario or anywhere around Ontario, it is literally one of the most beautiful little parts of Ontario. And you have the quaintest shop. And I walked in and it was like walking into someone's home. That is the biggest compliment that I could ever get. I think when you're going into a business like that, you have so much influence of the people around you being like, business is business, personal is personal. And they give you all these kind of um, tidbits about like what you're going to do and how it's going to be. But really, it's like, it feels like I'm having people over as company all day, every day. And it's the best part about it. I get to meet so many people. And the buying and the business part becomes so secondary to the relationships that I'm building, which is the best part for me. You know, it's actually, while I was there a few times, because I've visited now a couple of times, every time I'm there, someone is chatting with you. They obviously know you personally. And I don't know that they're people necessarily from Bloomfield. They're probably just people who have um, kind of gotten to know you, but you have like just this welcoming presence. I appreciate that. And Thank you. Like, and everything about your store is so cute. Thank you. I'm trying. Being unique in these types of endeavors is important, but it, it's hard. <laughs> but I really, I tried to make it a really good balance between what I think people would like and what I personally like. And I think we got there. It feels good to me. Yeah. Now you've got like, what is the inspiration for you? Like when you're picking out um, the things that you're going to sell? I have, <laughs> I have been known to call it my online shopping addiction come to life, which is like <laughs> half hilarious, but half pretty true. If I wouldn't buy it, then I probably won't put it in my shop. And I do that because I, that's the only real way I know how to sell a product. If I fall in love with a maker, what they're doing, what they stand for, and the products they create, it's so much easier for me to sell them to people and to kind of convey what it means to bring something like that into their homes and into their lives. I really look at every piece in the store to have intention for people, and I try to keep that in mind when I'm bringing it in. So it's like a, an emotional, personal connection to different items or like I had bought one of the sweatshirts that you had that says camp on it yeah it is literally the coziest sweatshirt I think I've ever (laughs) worn yeah and it would just it felt um to me like as soon as I saw it it was like this reminds me of like my growing up in Ontario totally like cozy relaxed but it still gives you like a special feeling that's what I like to feel when I'm buying things so I like to create that for other people well, you're doing a great job. How long has the store been open now? Uh, we opened on the May long weekend, so not long at all. You're kidding me. So you're, you've literally <laughs> only been open this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having the most fun. <laughs> so what is the plan then coming for, like, how long will you be running this season and then reopening again? 
Uh, we are going to try and push into the fall over the weekend as long as we can right up until Christmas if I can sustain it. Um, and then after that, we kind of have big plans of making some of our own goods and hopefully taking the business online, which would be awesome for us. Oh, that would be so cool. I'm, I'm already excited. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Sign me up. Sign me up. Love so, it. now you guys have not been in Bloomfield for very long. What was kind of the, um, what prompted you guys to actually move out there and start? this business and I know your husband kind of has um, some consulting business that he does for himself so why Bloomfield um, we so I came to Prince Edward County a lot as a kid we had a sailboat growing up so we would come sail stay but it was it was the beach which is incredible but it wasn't any of the kind of supporting surroundings so not really many wineries the restaurant scene and the small shops and stuff weren't here yet. Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I started to come back probably right after we started dating. We fell in love with it. And then we had two small children closer to Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of had some mental health issues going on in terms of postpartum with both of my kids. So I think by the time we had our second child, we had this big house and we were in a place that wasn't really serving us and we weren't serving it. And I think that my mental health and the mental health of our family really had a spotlight shone on it. And we decided to make the jump to somewhere a bit more relaxing and more manageable for our lifestyle. Wow. So you really made a huge move in light of where you are at. I've learned that nothing comes above people's mental and, and physical health. And we were going through it. There's no easy way to put it. But really knowing that we had to make a change and jumping with both feet in made it so comfortable and so therapeutic for us that we've really found a kind of safe spot in this little community. And it's letting us thrive in ways that we never thought we could. Now, how are you now comparatively to where you were when you were living in Toronto? <laughs> I mean, I'm still unstable, but I'm in a very <laughs> manageably unstable state, which I think most of us are in. Yeah. Um, I've been able, you know, I think depression feels like the ultimate failure. When you're at your bottom, you're like, oh, that's it. Life's not my thing. It's fine. We're going to move on. But um, my creativity really took flight at that bottom level for me. So I was able to work through fear, which you don't have a lot of fear when you're at the bottom. So I was able to kick my creativity into high drive and that kind of fueled step by step owning a small shop and kind of being vulnerable and open with how I live my life. No, I've never actually heard someone say that. Can you like describe that? You say you didn't have fear at the bottom level. What did that like what does that mean? It once you and anybody who has suffered from any kind of clinical anxiety or depression knows this, that when you are in the depths of it, um, you really build an immunity towards feelings, whether they're high or low. You kind of are just there and you're feeling it and you're waiting for something to grab you out of the dark. And for me, that was really um, harnessing what I already knew about myself, harnessing what I naturally gravitated towards, which was some design, some critical thinking. I really like to put business plans together and that's where it start started for me. Just like 
in the depths of this can't get any worse. So there's no fear in trying to make it better. That is seriously the most beautiful thing because it literally came out of a place for you where there's no worry about failing. It's it's part of my biggest blessing. I always say that, that um, had I not, you know, a, a lot of people say to me, you know, where did you find the courage to move out here? And I always say that courage found me and it mm. found me on my knees in the dark, like on the worst day. And I think courage can only help you flourish if you are ridding yourself of your ego or any kind of negative self-talk that would tell you you can't do it and depression does that for you it takes almost everything so once you're left with nothing courage really helps you rebuild i'm getting chills actually stop no i'm serious <laughs> i am getting chills thinking i mean about that Maybe I've had too much time to think about this, but yeah, I, it, it's helped me. You know, I, I really do call it my biggest curse, but really my, it's a blessing in disguise. It, it sounds like it. Now, when you're talking about, you know, starting something and getting that creativity and allowing it to flow out of you, but, but also like beyond even the creativity, you've had to like channel this inner businesswoman <laughs> as well to open up something and bring it to the level that it and it's been so widely uh received in that community and so well received like how have you managed to like use your creativity and your business like i guess acumen to move it forward um i i really commend um my parents and everybody that was around me when i was a, a little girl at seven years old i had full-on babysitter club business plans my dad would mm -hmm. get on the phone with me to insurance agents um, trying to get premiums on what it would look Hilarious. like for a seven-year-old to mind another 35 seven years seven-year-old and see how much that would cost so they really were good with um fueling the insanity of a seven-year-old girl but that's really helped me step by step get me where I am today because I have experience even though it's not you know viable experience it's still experience yeah like so at seven you already were like thinking okay what can I do how can I sell how can I make money totally lists like lists fuel me if I can write something in a list I will do it if I've already done things, sometimes I'll write them in a list just to get the satisfaction of crossing them off again. I'm really kind of sick that way. No, that's amazing. Like, uh, I'm not that type of person. I think I like to think I am, but it's really, I'm like, I need help. Someone help me with that. Please bring me out of my misery here. And there is, I mean, there are moments of that, but once you build your self-confidence out of doing one thing that doesn't fail terribly it it like just pushes you to the next thing and I think it was just a long slow series of that to get me where I am with this little store yeah which is so cute so <laughs> how how would you say your life experiences so you've talked a little bit about like having postpartum but just even you know that and beyond like how have those life experiences taught you about having the courage to to do this I, you know, I, I'm a mother. So bringing it back to m myself in motherhood, which is where I think I, it was the most transitional part of my life. 
But it became really clear really fast that if I wasn't modeling what I would want my children to do in my situation, then I wasn't doing our family or my truth any justice. So celebrating my spirit, even though it's a little bit unconventional and my path might have been a bit backwards and messy, if I can really dig deep into my differences and my creativity and make my challenges um, push me towards my greater purpose and they could be watching that and we could all feel like, that's what we do in those types of situations. And we were all learning. That is basically the the biggest thing that has fueled me in all of this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like having kids and even seeing them grow up, just really pushing you totally. to step out of your comfort zone. And you have to, you have to model it for them. You know, you, it's not a say as I or do as I say and not as I do, you really do have to do it. You know that they're watching. And the more I accept my quirks and my differences and celebrate them, you can see it trickling down to them so quickly that it that's motivation enough to keep going. Was that an easy thing for you to do? Like to like you talk about, you know, celebrating those quirks or whatever. Like, how did you do that? I (laughs) I've always been a bit different. And I, I've known that from the beginning, but it was, I think it was changing the framework of family being the most important input in my life as opposed to people around me. You know, I always was one of these people that were looking around to make sure everybody's comfortable around me, everybody's feeling good. And I was there to serve other people on their journeys. But once you have kids, like you're serving them and you're how you have laser focus towards um, how to live your life to better model what success looks like, even if it looks different than other people's success. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a lot for them as well as not really letting yourself fall into like a people pleasing mode. Oh, I, I am really good at that. So it's been good for me to have a, a different focus and it still happens sometimes. I mean, people come fast and furious in every different direction, but, um, having those boundaries and knowing when to step away has been really important to me, especially in my business, because I sit there every day and I'm by nature an empath. So when people come in, they want to talk, they want to connect, they want to feel something while they're in your shop. And I really want to show up for them. But at the same time, I don't want to bring too much of that back into my home and with my children and in my brain because it takes up a lot of room for me. I I worry about people. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was um, at a few shops in Prince Edward County the day that I went and saw yours. And there is a huge difference between when someone is connecting with you and then someone is like legitimately connecting with you, which I believe you're doing. I'm I'm trying. I know the difference. I think you can sniff out authenticity pretty easily, um, which is why I just try to bring my A game whenever I'm there and really in life because the deeper you're in it with yourself, it mirrors back to everybody around you, which I'm finding to be super freeing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, um, like to me, when I think about that, and I don't even think about the context of the store, but I just think about like how you're describing that sounds to me very purposeful, very intentional. I, I think it is without me even knowing it. You know, I always think that the lessons happen and then 
their 2020 in hindsight. So I think right now in my life, I'm getting to a place where I can build relationships and also have boundaries, which is, I think, going to be important in whatever I do next, which is how I like to look at the path of my life. Whatever I'm in now is to serve me for what I'm going to do next. And so how how important are relationships to you now? Um, they are very important, but they are far and few between what they used to be. As a people pleaser, I would collect people. I would have <laughs> friends, you know, uh, one of my favorite Instagrammers, uh, the Allison show always says, invest in people that invest in you. And that like something what fired in my head when I heard that. And I thought that is going to be the new filter for me with relationships. And right there, I think 80% of my relationships went down the drain that day. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because when you're a support for other people and you're telling people how okay you are all the time, which I was extremely good at doing even through the depths of my depression, they start to learn to never ask how you're doing. And, you know, I think I'm at fault for that. But once those um, once those filters are put in place, you can't really undo it. It's hard to get into something like that. And you also have to think about how much the relationship means to your purpose and your life, which is, which is hard to do sometimes because you end up loving people, however well or poorly they treat you. Now, I don't know if you can, you can attribute it to depression or to what you went through, but being able to be that self-aware and to identify that these relationships are no longer serving you is huge. And I think that goes back to whatever is happening inside of me, reflecting um, outside of me in my kind of day-to-day life, which if I'm not serving myself and I'm not surrounding myself with things that serve me, I have less of a chance to go inward and really dig deep and I'm finding that if I give myself the time and attention I need to make sure I'm good and okay inside, things seem more and more effortless on the outside, which is a correlation that I think I missed for a really long time. And how did you do that? Like, how was that process for you? I mean, I think the first thing is learning what you consider to be your self-worth. And that took a really long time for me to find because I think I'm a bit unique in the fact that my self-worth and what I'm able to contribute looks very differently than what other people are measuring themselves up against. And it's that whole idea that people are connecting to my journey and not my destination that rung really true to me. It's like, okay, nobody wants you to be perfect. Nobody wants you to be all knowing. Nobody needs you to be, you know, saving everybody left and right. But everybody does need to connect to the fact that you're on a journey and you're going to be open and willing to connect with people who are also looking for that same connection. Will you be my life coach? Yes. I mean, (laughs) my, (laughs) my rates, are, are high. <laughs> I will tell you this now, but yes. <laughs> I mean, that is seriously like I could stop right there. Like that is, <laughs> that is gold. I was like, for real, like, I don't know. Maybe you're preaching to me. I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> it's so good. It was so good. I, 
I, I, I'm, I'm blown away by how, how much work you've done to get to the place you are. And like, I love the fact that you're talking about how the inward work, like the stuff that you're doing on the inside, if you're doing that well, and if you're really paying attention to it, that everything on the outside is, is more effortless. And sometimes I think we spend so much time striving. Oh, I know my, <laughs> my personality is that way. Like I'm striving for, to complete this. I'm, I'm striving for perfection. I'm striving for success. I'm, I'm doing all of these things to like, I don't know if it's proving to myself or to others or whatever it is. Right. But, but knowing that, and you kind of putting words to that, saying, okay, if I just do the inward work and don't worry about whether or not people are connecting to what I do, but are they connecting to who I am? That and that is the difference. I think when we're talking about relationships and building these kind of, you know, you, you it's a give and take. But if you don't know where you're taking from, it can drain you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, and I've also found that anytime inspiration has found me, it only serves me if it finds me busy. If it finds me whatever it is, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, but sometimes I need to pick up a pen and I need to draw something or I need to make a list or any, and those things that seem simple and silly. If inspiration, inspiration will only find you working, you know, Mm -hmm. that is the only way that it's going to find you. You need to be in it and you need to be willing to make sacrifices and get uncomfortable so that you can, like kind of catapult yourself into the next phase of whatever this all is, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's gold. (laughs) So what would you say like you are willing to fight for at this point in your life? I would say that the thing that I'm most willing to fight for right now in my life is getting out of my own way for where I have faith that I can go, whether it be in my personal life, in my professional life, doing the inside work to kind of hush my brain Mm -hmm. and hush my ego to let myself get to the next version of myself is I, I fight tirelessly every day for that because it means that I have to let go of a lot that I think I know about myself to learn who I really am. And did that come out of the depression and, or was that something you already kind of knew? I, I think that you can't, you know, when you're, when you're going through any kind of anxiety or depression or mental health issues, you start to question everything on a level that, um, can kind of really hurt you and push you a lot deeper into it. You know, I always say that there's a level of, things you can control when you're going through anxiety and depression. And then there's a whole bunch that you can't, but if you're willing to take what you can control and manipulate it in a way that serves you and that lets you be yourself as much as you can and remember the spark that was once there, it gives you a whole new life. Like you, you have context to any kind of pain you've ever been in or anything that's been uncomfortable for you. And it's able to serve you all of a sudden where it used to be a huge heavy burden, which I think depression does that for you. It, it puts things in perspective and it makes you use what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know you have a young daughter yes. and 
Like, what would you tell her as she's growing up about courage and about how she should live her life more authentically? I, uh, the funny thing about this, and I, and I mean this answer, is that I would say nothing. I would model everything. Oh, and. Wow. That is what I try to do every day. And even with, with my son, it's, I have nothing to tell you. There is, there's no magic to life. There is no, there's no spark that will happen one day and you'll wake up and be exactly who you've always supposed to be. We are constantly changing. And if I can embrace my day to day self and celebrate it, and know that I'll be different tomorrow, then hopefully they can accept those parts of themselves too. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing I've got a great because, mom. <laughs> well, you know, we've been through it, so they deserve one by now. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. And, and maybe, I mean, I didn't know you in, at that time in your life, but it seems to me like you have really done the hard work necessary to really thrive. And I'm I'm careful of that wording because if I think that my work is done, I'm crazy. I know that this is just the beginning, which is the scary part, but also the very freeing part because it makes everything so fluid and it makes me open and ready for whatever comes next. So this will never end for me, which mm. which makes me happy. It's like we never get there. People, you know, People don't want to know the destination. They want to get on your journey, which I'm, I'm on it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And being, being a part of it and being able to celebrate every win and like, you know, if things don't work out in certain, you know, move on. <laughs> yeah. And, and they are wins, you know, every failure I've ever had has in hindsight been the biggest one of my life. If you don't have context for, for the pain you've been through and the challenges that you've had, you can't let it um, help you with whatever comes next. So half of that is like, yeah, that was really hard and crappy and I did it anyway. So for you, like when you're thinking about, okay, you're, you're going to be kind of uh, closing down shop in a little bit, having the winter prepare, doing a lot of new things and exciting things. What is ahead for you? I feel like if I can kind of stay on my path where I'm unfolding and I'm understanding that there's going to be different things coming in the future for me, I get so excited at what you can do when you let yourself be who you are that I really, and this sounds so silly, but I feel like sky's the limit. I, for the first time in my life, I feel like I have options and I feel like I can try things and fail at things that will serve the next thing. And none of that scares me anymore, which is amazing. And I know that this will evolve, like everything does evolve, but I'm really excited to get to a place or continue being at a place where I feel really proud of what I've done. I, I feel proud of it, which is new for me. Pride and kind of anything celebra celebratory for myself is foreign to me. So I think this is the first time in my life where I'm like patting myself on the back and I, I hope to continue along that path because I think I do deserve it. That, you know, it, it was hard, but it was worth it and I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I love that you say that because there are so many women, entrepreneurs, creatives, um, who, who don't feel that way. 
and and they won't if they get stuck thinking like you know if if you just tell yourself all the time that you can't do whatever's next and you and you're comparing yourself to different people and you're measuring yourself up against things that you know aren't even on your radar that is all very time consuming and it's all very brain consuming i always think the best way to make room for growth is to stop measuring yourself. You know, nothing grew taller by being measured. I heard that somewhere and I thought like, yes, <laughs> truth. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. I'm on my path. I'm doing my thing. Like, how would you say if someone came to you and said, okay, Tanya, like, how then do I do that? You stop asking the question outward and you start doing the work inside. <laughs> it sounds silly and it sounds little, but as long as you're looking to for somebody else to tell you how to do what they've done, you're not embracing the fire that is unique to you. You know, you're going to do it differently than everybody. And that is your power. Yeah, I love that. Your yeah. superpower, the thing that makes you unique. Exactly. You're not going to find it through anybody else's journey, through their their, their work through nothing. I mean, you can follow along on people's journeys and you can take what you need and leave what you don't, but ultimately that's all going to meld into a beautiful, unique thing that is you and what you're able to do with that creativity inside you. I feel like I want everyone to hear this message. Like, like <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it becomes really simple if you put yourself on a bit of a pedestal and leave everybody else out of your situation, you're able to do the work, which is great. And I feel like a lot of women feel um, very tied to each other. And I felt like this for a long time too. I was constantly, since, since I was young, my body, my mind, how it measured up to everybody around me. But if we can all high five each other on our paths crossing constantly going in different directions at different times for different reasons. That's all we really need, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say that you will regret if you don't do in your life? Oh, what will I regret if I don't do in my life? I will regret apologizing or kind of playing down the accomplishments that I've worked really hard for. I don't talk a lot about this stuff. And the reason that I don't talk a lot about it is because I don't for a second want anybody to think that I have any kind of entitlement or holier than thou um, thoughts about who I am versus who other people are. And I think that if I just really it, half the battle is getting out of your own way, which I'm trying to do, but I really want to, I want to get to a place where I can meaningfully share bits of my journey to, I wouldn't say inspire, but really connect with other women on theirs because it's taken a lot of that for me. You know, I, I listen to podcasts. I like every self-help guru on this earth has have I've read, I've been there, I've done all of it. Mm -hmm. And cumulatively, it means something to me. But at the same time, you have to come and show up with as much as you're taking, which I'm learning, you have more in you 
than you can absorb from around you and bringing that to the table and kind of unloading it and being like, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. This is what I'm good at. This is where my creativity flies. And then compensating for the rest in a way that can just really fuel you to your highest self is the coolest thing to me. Well, I definitely believe that that is a message that you will be given opportunity to share because it (laughs) is, it is by the sounds of it, it is burning very, very deeply within you. And it, it resonates like right out of you. Like it just, I mean, as, even as I'm hearing it, it's just inspiring me. I know you, you said, you know, I hate to inspire. I want more to connect, but I'm inspired. (laughs) I appreciate that. And I'm inspired because I'm connecting. Right. Right. And that's part of it. Uh, That's the part of it that I find. That's why women need each other so much. And that's Mm -hmm. why I love the relationships that women have with each other, because we're on different journeys. But when you find somebody that's kind of spark in their eyes and you know that you guys are are on the same page in a lot of ways, even if you're doing different things, it that ignites something inside of me and like personally that I can't. I can't quantify it. It's just, it's, it's great. When you look at another woman and you connect with them and you know, just something between you and them is helping each other. And it's the symbiotic thing where you're fueling each other in a way. It's like, that is just the coolest, greatest thing to me, which is why celebrating other women has become a real pinnacle in my journey to self-worth and self-love and all that thing. I am all those types of things. 100% agree with you on that. I'm right there with you. I love that. Um, I think it's so much more important, and we we hear the term um, community over competition a lot thrown around, especially on social media, but I really do believe when you are acting in community versus being in competition, and that is something that was probably really ingrained in us. Right. (laughs) You know, to be in competition with one another. Right when you can let that go and start to actually just be in community with people and let them speak into your life and vice versa, like, like magic does happen. And it takes, um, humbling that in your own self to be able to give that to other women. You know, I used to have like crazy, I mean, it's not crazy cause I'm a woman and that's how we're conditioned, but mm jealousy issues and you know why did she get that and I didn't get this and you know she's doing something different maybe I should do something more like that but once you kind of get into the groove of understanding your uniqueness and why you're of value then you honor yourself you celebrate yourself and that lets you celebrate the women around you which I always think I want to commend every woman who's ever celebrated another woman because it means that you have humbled yourself to the point where that is a value to you too. Oh, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest in saying that half of the things that are flying out of my mouth right now, I'm like, huh, I didn't know I felt that way. <laughs> I love that. No, I really do. Like it has been so encouraging to hear this and to, to see your journey and, and hear how you have been able to face these things and and like you said like i mean bears repeating when you're doing hard work it no one else can do it for you 
nobody it's it sucks <laughs> yeah and it is hard because I know I mean I've been there I've done yeah. hard work I continue to do hard work even as a coach um right people often think oh well you know for sure you've got it together I'm like oh you've got to be kidding me in fact every level that I get to where I think you know because I measure on levels I'm a perfectionist but um <laughs> every level that I feel like I get to there's a whole new place for me to go no, and a whole new set of challenges, which yes. is the, like the second you think you have it figured out, you're like, oh, okay, great, yeah. great, good. I have time for this for sure. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. <laughs> right, always. Yeah, and inward, it's like inward always. <laughs> did I even learn anything last time? Right. And that is, I, I hope I never stop feeling that way, you know, like yeah. that, that in, in and of itself is the magic. Did I even learn anything? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think it just kind of even struck me just as you were saying it. It's like in that you feel alive. That it's the unknowing, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the mystery and the magic of how vast the future is for you that lets you be so enthusiastic about what you're doing now. And sometimes I, I listen, I do feel like, okay, I have a silly little store. People come, they buy a candle, they leave. And, you know, I'm not doing enough. I'm not serving people enough. But what I'm trying to honor is the fact that my journey has been, you know, catastrophic in a lot of ways. And that store for me has been born out of a lot of really crappy things, yeah. <laughs> which is now, you know, fueling it. And the fact that it's a brick and mortar and it's a place and you told me that you got a feeling there, like that are, those are all very um, meaningful things to me because they came out of such chaos and such self-loathing that to have somebody say that to me now is like, I, I never thought I would get there. Well, girl... I am like seriously so proud to know you and to oh, see the well. journey you're on. And I could just like I literally have enjoyed every part of this conversation. Me too. Who who knew? And I made notes and everything. I don't even think I read them. I myself. <laughs> no, and it's like I mean, I think like they're when women hear this and they're probably shaking their head right now as they're listening to me say this, but they are thinking to themselves, I have literally hit the jackpot listening to this podcast. I mean, let's not get excited, but Come that on now. is for real. Something. Can I have that on a t-shirt? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Thank and you. then you can sell it. <laughs> yeah, let's sell totes in the store. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Put me in. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just say, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Now, if people do want to connect with you, how can they do that? They can't. Please leave me alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so you, they can follow County Collective on Instagram. That's probably our best bet if you want to keep up with the store. Mm -hmm. And then I go on really <laughs> kind of crazy rants and show you a lot of pictures of my, of my kids on um, my blog or my personal Instagram. And that is Mama in Bloom, M-A-M-A -A in Bloom, okay. which also people sometimes call my main bloom, which I also feel like that gives me a different flavor but I'm into it girl you're doing some amazing things and I am very excited to see what is going to happen for you in the future how this online thing is gonna take shape and you're gonna get to the next level 
I mean, next level, baby, all of us, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so you you should be expecting me out there in Prince Edward County very soon. I'm going to bring some friends. We will go to a winery, have yes. dinner or lunch and some wine and just toast to what comes next. I cannot wait. I am holding you to that. A hundred percent. And I think I might owe you lunch. So. I mean, I don't want to say I buy my friends. Maybe those tendencies still ring true. I'm just kidding. I had the best time. I will take you out for lunch forever. No. Well, I cannot wait to see you. Thank you so, so much for being on the Courage Cast. And thank you for having me. You know those moments when you have something happen to you that you weren't expecting? that you listen to something and all of a sudden you feel something shift and change within you. That's kind of how I felt today, listening back to this episode with Tanya, even though it was three years ago. There's one particular thing that she said that I cannot seem to shake. Courage can only help you flourish if you are ridding yourself of ego or negative self-talk that would tell you you can't do it. In the moments where we're faced with taking action, with doing something, stepping out of our comfort zone, of being brave and courageous, we'll also be faced with the part of ourselves that either wants to take the glory or talk us out of doing what we know we need to do. How many times have you been on the precipice of something really special, really big in your life, And the very moment you were going to like take that step forward, finally moving towards your dream, your pride, your ego got in the way. And for some reason, you talked yourself out of taking that step. When we are given the opportunity to live out our moments of courage, it's likely they will be accompanied by our own inflated sense of self or the limiting beliefs that we carry around day to day. And sometimes it's both. Thinking back to when I first launched the podcast, I was really excited to take that step to put myself out there in the world. But I gotta tell you, I was scared shitless. The thoughts that came to me sounded a lot like, what if no one listens? What if you fail? What if you sound like an idiot? What if people think, that this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. And my self-doubt was screaming at me, begging for me to listen, to cave in and to stop before I even got started. The fear that was there was completely real and I have faced it over and over and over again throughout the past three years that I've been podcasting. There's something to be said about going through life experiences and then sharing them, being vulnerable, on a platform like this. And if you've listened for any length of time, you've had a front row seat to watch me walk through my own fear. If I can just be totally candid with you, there is nothing I would rather see than you take that step out of your hiding place to come front and center in your own life and do the hard things, to be courageous in your own life. I know it's not gonna be easy because you might be fighting with your own hesitation and unbelief. You may have found yourself in Tanya's story where depression is attempting to keep you playing small. It may be that you're at war with your own pride and your ego may be saying that if you take a step forward, people will see who you really are. Well, all that is kind of true to some extent, but in the midst of depression or anxiety or pride or unbelief, 
when it is the hardest, when it can seem like the darkest, that is where courage will find you. But it's what you do in that moment that determines your destiny. It's the steps you take in becoming that shape what you will do in your life. And right now, in these moments, in this season of life, you have an opportunity to take what you are fearing, your own sense of self, and to really understand who it is you've been created to be so that you can step forward. So I want to invite you into the relationship with courage, into the space in between what has been and what could be. Because it's in that beautiful space you will find that there is so much of you that is begging to be expressed in the world. And when you allow your creativity, your talents, your gifts to come to the surface, things will change. You will change. And I don't want to leave you today without a step that you can take towards your courage. So I want you to consider these two things. The first is to spend a bit of time over the next few days to ask yourself if there's something that has been holding you back. Even as I said that, you may have had something come to mind. And once you know what that is, ask yourself, what can I do about it? What step can I take despite the presence or fear or uncertainty? The second thing would be to take a bigger step in your life and invest in yourself. Invest in your future, invest in your dream, and I'd love the chance to chat with you about what is on your heart to help you overcome those fears and uncertainties. The world needs you to step into your creativity and gifting in a new way, because who knows what things are going to look like at the end of all of this. So to have an understanding of who you are and where you want to go in life will make all of the difference. And yeah, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay because I know you'll be able to get through it. I do have a few openings for coaching right now, and I'd love to work with you. So if you want to get a hold of me to book a free 30-minute coaching call, you can do so by going to my website, which is andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. Book a 30-minute session with me and we can get started. I would love to continue this conversation with you. So make sure that you meet me over on Instagram at @the.couragecast, and we'll keep the conversation going. It would be my honor to help you take those brave steps in your life. And a big thanks to Tanya. I am so glad that we took the time to record in 2017 because this conversation was exactly what I needed at this time in my life. And I know you probably feel the exact same way I do. All of Tanya's info is located in the show notes. So make sure you connect with her and let her know that you loved hearing her on the Courage Cast again. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I sure do love you. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.